Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, and with over a decade working in clinical psychology and dog behaviour, I've built my business into a small but mighty empire, allowing me to help thousands of dogs and their people each year. And the best bit? I'm no longer burning myself out in the process. And now I'd love to help you to do the same. This is the first dog trainer podcast to delve into the real talk when it comes to working as a dog professional, the highs, the lows, and how to provide emotional support for the dog, the human caregiver, and also for you, the trainer. So if you're a force-free dog pro who cares deeply for the dogs and people that you help, you are in the right place. Welcome to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. Hello, and welcome back to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. So today is going to be quite a quick episode. I just wanted to give you one of my top tips that I give to dog trainers that I am coaching and working with. And I think it's really integral to helping people to have success with the training plan that you put together for them. So today's episode is called Ask the Scary Question and Save a Lot of Time. (laughs) So how do you help your clients to stay on track with their training plan or their behavior plan? Because I think there's a lot of drop off. So even people that are really desperate for help or really enthusiastic about training, if they've got a new dog, a new puppy or a rehome dog, it's very, very common that people drop off the plan. So maybe you have set up to do three sessions and they postpone the second one, they postpone the third one, or you go to see them and they say, oh, I haven't really had time to do anything this week. Um, There's always the people that do do the work, which is fantastic, but lots and lots of people drop off. And there's lots of reasons that people give for that. So time, I got super busy, or I got sick, or my dog got sick. Life just got in the way in some way, shape or form. Now, in the nicest possible way, I think for the most part, these are excuses. And I don't mean that people are being malicious at all. I definitely think life gets in the way sometimes for sure. But, and this might be a little bit of a theme of this podcast because we spoke about it last time as well. I think for the most part, fear gets in the way here. So usually, I think the reason that people drop off of carrying on with their training plan is for one of three reasons. So either they don't have confidence in the technique. So whatever it is that you've shown them or the guidance that you've given them, for some reason, they just don't believe it will work. Um, And there are other people that don't believe it will work, but do it anyway. And then they're like, oh, wow, that worked. (laughs) And then it's it's lovely when people say, you know what, I didn't really think that would work, but it did. Um, But then there are other people that think, oh, gosh, that won't work. And they maybe don't have the confidence to say to you in the session, I don't want to do that. Um, But in their head, they're thinking, I'm not going to do that or that won't work for this reason, that reason, the other reason. So no confidence in the technique is the first thing. The second thing is actually not having confidence in their own abilities as a trainer. So, you know, there's different types of training. There's active training. There's passive training. There's really strict protocols that people are following. There's more kind of um, emotion-based training, which is what I tend to go for, really thinking about the emotional experience of the dog and the person, all that kind of juicy good stuff um but often people whatever type of plan you've given them they don't feel confident in doing it themselves so they aren't sure about their timing or their positioning in more practical terms or they just don't know ah where would I use that in what situation would that work and when I'm in this stressful triggering situation with my dog 
I don't know how to use that to good effect. So lack of confidence in them in themselves is number two. And lastly, number three, lack of confidence in their dog's ability. So again, this doesn't usually come from a malicious place, but let's say you've got someone who's had a dog for five years and they've had a persistent difficulty with, I don't know, lots and lots of barking maybe. And they come to you as a trainer or behaviourist and they say, I really need help with with this barking. And you say, "Okay, well, let's have a think about what's going on for the dog. And you think about a little plan um, to make that dog feel a bit more safe and a bit more comfortable in their world. And the person says, no, you won't be able to do that. But maybe again, they don't say it to you. They say it in their head. He's not. He's not he's not very smart he's not gonna get that no honestly he's done this for six years what's the chances he's gonna change now so they've almost written their dog off before they've even had a chance to start so those are the main ones that I find so not having confidence in the training not having confidence in themselves or not having confidence in their dog so these all again they come back to fear don't they fear of it not working (laughs) and of course when we have fear of something not working what's the easiest thing to do don't even try because if you don't try then it can't go wrong (laughs) so it is a a sort of self-protection in a way and from us as an outsider looking in we might think why have they not done anything they've paid for these sessions they've come to me for help we've gone through the techniques I showed them how to do it and they're not doing it why aren't they doing it well it's quite intimidating, isn't it? It's quite scary to to admit any of those three fears to a stranger, to a professional dog trainer or behaviourist, to say, you know what, actually, I don't think I can do it. I don't think my dog can do it. Or I don't actually believe what you're telling me is going to work. That's quite a big deal for most people. So most people will shy away from that confrontation and instead that they'll just go, oh, yeah, 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 and then just not do it. Okay, so how do we help? <laughs> It's very simple. So this is something that I do with almost all of the clients that I work with face to face digitally. And it's something I also do with my business coaching clients. So all of the dog professionals that I work with, we do this with with them as well, because it's something that can benefit all of us. And it's simply asking, okay, what is going to stop you from carrying out this plan? And when you say that, most people go, huh, what? (laughs) What are you on about? (laughs) So you've you've discussed the plan, you've shown them the techniques or whatever it is that you're doing, you've planned it all out, you've asked them how much time they've got to do training, you've fitted it in, you've done a chart or whatever kind of method they want to work from and it feels like it's all wrapped up with a bow and then you come in and you say, what is going to stop you? What is going to stop you from carrying this out? Is it time? Is it caring responsibilities? Do you feel scared that you're not going to know, know how to do it? Do you need a video demonstration to show you how to do it? Do you need accountability? Do you need to check in with me and send me a WhatsApp message at the end of the day and tell me if you've done it or not? (laughs) What do you need to help you to be able to do this? And often just by answering, asking that question, you really open up a conversation. You allow people to be way more honest with the emotions that they're feeling. And if we know what we're dealing with, then we can say, okay, so what do you need me to do to make this achievable for you? Um, And honestly, people don't get asked that very often. (laughs) People go to work, not many people say, 
what do you need from me to help you to do your job better? I mean, maybe once a year in your appraisal if you're lucky, but most of the time it's more a case of get on with it, right? <laughs> you go, um, I don't know, to, let's say you go to a dog agility competition. No one's going to come up to you and say, what could I do that can make this day easier for you? No. <laughs> you go to Sainsbury's, chances are, that's a supermarket in the UK if you're overseas, chances are you go to a supermarket, no one's going to say, how could I make this a more pleasant experience for you? Like, it's just, it's very uncommon that anyone's going to going to offer that so by you opening that up to someone you're really going to make a way better relationship between you and the person 100% and you're going to help that dog more quickly as well because the person's going to be in a better place to be able to carry out the plan that you've put together so I hope that's helpful in terms of thinking the one question that you can ask that's going to actually make it more likely that people are going to carry out the plan and the knock-on effect and the ripple effect of this is huge because you're helping that individual dog you're helping that individual dog's human you're also helping yourself because they are going to carry through with the plan carry out the training and hopefully things are going to be easier for them in their lives so then you feel accomplished you feel like you've helped and then from a business perspective you've got a good review that you can use for your business that person's going to go ahead and tell their friend or that person they meet down the park oh you should go and work with them they were really really helpful and so on and so on and so on so the ripple effect can be really big and really positive for everyone as opposed to the ripple effect being tiny and insular and negative potentially for you for the person and for the dog so it's really important stuff go away and use it let me know how you got on I'd be really really interested to hear um, and just before we finish as we are still in the celebration opening of this brand new podcast just wanted to let you know about something really cool that we've got available at the moment so lots of you have been through our six month VIP business coaching program and what we've done is we've gone ahead and condensed this down into a four week intensive business boot camp so if you're a force free dog professional trainer behaviorist or any other dog professional and you'd really like my help to boost your business whether it's revenue, confidence, getting systems in place, sorting out your business plan for the next six months or year, or moving on to the online space, whatever it looks like. If you would like my help with that, you can come and join us for the four-week intensive business bootcamp. If you send me an email to info at pauseupdogs.com or drop me a DM on Instagram at pauseupdogstraining, we can discuss it, see if you're a right fit. If you're not, I will let you know, <laughs> don't worry, um, and we can go from there. So if that's something that sounds like it would be helpful for you and your business, do get in touch. Otherwise, I will see you next time, and it was lovely to be here with you. Take care.